0: This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network.
1: This is the Truth Network.
2: The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Yeah, which makes us not an evergreen podcast anymore, by the way. <laughs> but it's the last Saturday of September, twenty twenty one. We have a boot camp, Andy. Like, wow, yep. you got October, two and then boom, yeah, two months. It's there, it's November eighteenth through the twenty first. Yep. Yep. And so you know, we're we'll looking at you with a- those dates. You know, a lot of new people that we want to mm-hmm. come. Like, who's this guy beside me? I haven't seen him in months. Who, who is? <laughs> Are you, sir, would you like to come to a boot camp? <laughs> I, I
0: think I need one. I've been away so long, they wouldn't even let me have a microphone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm we don't like strangers back.
3: calling
4: in. Yeah, yeah, there you go.
2: We got another one calling in with Wayne. And, and so it's good to have Jim back. It really is. We've missed him. He's, he's been gone. And then, interestingly, Sam bailed on us this week, but fortunately, it was my topic. So, uh, The topic's a little bit different in it, Andy, and that you can't, don't just jump all over me as soon as you hear it because it's not exactly right, but you can't say it exactly right, I don't think. But Mm -hmm. we had gone from, you know, know, what makes God listen to this week, okay, or I guess last week we talked about, you know.
3: What makes us listen. Which makes us listen. What gets our attention.
2: What gets our attention. So today, today's topic is, you know, what makes God listen? Not that God doesn't listen all the time, so don't jump mm-hmm. on me. But the idea is that I'm sure, well, I know that for me personally, I've experienced many times where I felt like my prayers were hitting the ceiling mm-hmm. and, and I didn't feel like I really was in the relationship that mm-hmm. I knew that I had been in previously or that I'd hoped to be in in this situation. Mm-hmm. And, and so, <laughs> Ryan, you're laughing, Jim. You're <laughs> I'm saying,
0: thinking, what, ge- what makes God God, uh, what was the last one? I, I just lost it. Um,
2: what makes us listen? No, what gets his listen, attention? <laughs> oh no,
0: yeah, what gets God's attention? But I'm not sure that's not worse than what makes him listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Sometimes I don't want his attention. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. so along those lines, we're going to do a little transitioning here. Yep. So Andy, your last week's topic to this week's. Topic. Yeah. So last,
3: last week I submitted a clip from the Burning Bush from the Ten Commandments. And the idea was, is, you know, it's a dialogue between Moses and God, and you know, it's Moses uh, listening, you know, to God. But there was also God speaking about how He had heard the cries of the children of Israel in the place that they were in, and so when you know, it just seemed to fit better for this week than you know, actually, it did last than it did last week, but. You know, I think the thing is, I think we'll talk a lot about uh, how God listens to us as individuals and he likes to listen to us that way. I mean, we are it is a father son daughter relationship, but he also listens to nations, you know, groups of people together. And, and you know, when he's talking there with Moses the burning bush, he said, "I've heard the cries of my children." Well, you know, we're a we're a nation founded under God, we're his people here and We've kind of gotten off of following him. So, you know, This the point is, is, you know, a nation broken and needing God can get his attention.
5: Oh, Jesus, I am here. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. I am the God of thy Father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, Lord, why do you not hear the cries of their children in the bondage of Egypt? I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows. Therefore I will send thee, Moses, unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring my people out of Egypt. Who am I, Lord, that you should send me? How can I lead this people out of bondage? What words can I speak that they will heed? I will teach thee what thou wilt say.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I just you know, listening to that again, you just pick up on, you know, God said, "I, I I've seen the sorrows of my people," you know, and I think, you know, God moves the nations. I think the founding of our country and a a people who didn't really have a place to worship God freely—that's why our country, I believe, was founded—is the. The, the heart's desire of that. So that's, you know, he's, he did that with his, chil- his the children of Israel, his people, that nation. He did it with our nation, and I believe he's listening again. He's seen the sorrows of those that are truly his people. But it just, it, a lot of times God doesn't hear, or doesn't necessarily take action until we humble ourselves and get our, you know, get, get the priorities straight in our lives, and you know, sometimes it takes those things to get our attention. I think God's got America's attention greater than it ever has. So, but I, God, um, I think like you, we've said or we will say, He's always listening. But there's certain things that really get His attention.
2: So Rodney, you had some scripture that looked like you were.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple that I just I just love this whole idea, like you're saying, Andy, where He listens to individuals. Mm. He listens to groups of people he listens to his church he listens to nations he listens mm-hmm. and i just love that fact because like there where he's basically talking early in exodus about hey I, i've heard the cries of my people right and then later on when he's basically going through other commandments in the law of what they're supposed to be like um in exodus exodus uh, 22 23 if you cry afflict him at all I'm sorry, if you afflict him at all, and if he does cry out to me, God, I will hear his cry. So, And then affliction, when you're down, when you're out, when you're at the end of your rope, I've hit the bottom, whatever the phrase you want to use, when you're down, he's there for you. Mm. That's just a great comfort right there to know that You know I I know so many people and we talked with them at boot camps they just feel like well you know God doesn't hear me or this or that and oh man it's like well that's when he's probably hearing you the most is when you actually just pour it out when you just let it go and not just try to script it or be well this is what I have to do no just let your emotions and stuff flow out to him good or bad he hears you
3: yeah, kind of like David and Psalms. I mean, he poured it all out.
2: Yeah, so have you got an experience like that in your life, Rodney? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well? Oh, yeah. This would be a good time to share that.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's where you got to come down and think of the one, right? that Because there's like so many different ones that hit you. Um, I know that for me, when coming to know god and you're like starting to when you you realize who he really is so when you you know i'm a baby christian and i'm just starting to learn who he is and how much higher he is so i'm i'm on these drives back and forth to work where those moments and they they've hit me much since then too but it's just like you're driving along and you get that sense how long ago was that you're talking about gosh now what's it been seven years ago okay so and but you're you're driving and you get something that's just stuck in you at what you have just said to my like whether either i've done it to my wife or my kids or was or a lot of them that were coming up because it was just like i realized how i was treating them you know i wasn't giving them the attention they deserve when the tension they got was negative you know it was how can I be more loving? Just when you start to figure out this is how sinful and how bad and how wretched I was in these situations, and you just want to pour it out, and you just have that great cry, and it's just, it's a relief that once that's out and it's you've let it go to the Lord, the healing on the backside of that and how good he makes you feel because he's like, I'm not going to leave you in that spot. He works with you, and then you can come through that, and you can have come back and have a much better relationship with him, and then you get to have a le- better relationship with your own family through that. And that's 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 what some of my experience has been.
2: Down, but you, Anthony.
3: Um, bam. I thought it was Jim's time to talk. about it. <laughs> So this is one of the things I kind of wanted to share. This was a, not a, I mean, it's a part of my story, but it's not like some part, part of it's kind of vague is back in the day before I, I really gave my life to the Lord and in, in say my twenties, um, I used to just struggle with repetitive sin. And I remember, I, you know, I knew who I was as I knew I, what I believed as a Christian, but I couldn't really get victory over some things and I just remember praying what seemed to be a very vain and ridiculously stupid prayer. <laughs> because I would pray, God help me to be the best Christian I can be. Sounds very vain because I'd just go about doing whatever I wanted to do, you know. And it was very un- – uh, but it, but it, there was a part of me that God heard that prayer. There was somewhat of a desire to do that even though I didn't really know how to walk it out or, or do it. And I couldn't even quantify – That if I had reached that destination when he did that, and then I did really get turned on for God, but I still had a lot of brokenness, still a lot of things that we've talked about where you think you were working with walking with Christ and you weren't necessarily and you weren't you didn't have victory in areas and stuff.
2: Well, so to dig into that, yeah, I'm which you know, I'm writing this down, taking notes. Help me be the best Christian, that yeah. I can Possibly, face. I don't know that that's all that vain of prayer. I, I actually kind of like it because, well, you it, know, it's <laughs> it, it's it's open ended enough to where you know God can go take that wherever He wants it to go. Well,
3: exactly. He knew He knew that vision much. But more when than you I was. say
2: He answered that specifically, were there people He put in your life? Was there a a, a desire for scripture what well uh... there
3: was a broken relationship in my 20s that got me on my first go round, and then
2: you know what it it's
3: repetitive with me another broken relationship may got take took me to the next level
2: all right. Well, we got more brokenness coming. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We got, but by all means, go to MasculineJourney.org. Register for the boot camp. What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp. Basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days, purpose for God to come after, and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he used. Uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall boot camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to Smile.Amazon.com. Go to Smile.Amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that.
3: You can go to Facebook.com and click the Donate button, or you can go to MasculineJourney.org and find the Donate button.
2: MasculineJourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina,
1: 27285.
0: I know that I'm not just hoping.
3: I mean I, we were looking for I was looking for something today and I'd heard that song recently but uh, had, I wouldn't have found it if I hadn't use, had Google to help me along but it, it was seemed to be perfect and, and I think that's a lot of it is there are times then we do pray, pray prayers you know I mean I wonder what I was even thinking did I really think God was going to hear me when I was praying that prayer it just make me this you know better Christian than what I actually am but uh he truly is a God who listens to us, and I like a lot of that, you know, that for him to really hear us, we do have to humble ourselves a lot of times, or uh, all the time, To uh, but, you know, through that, he, we truly find that he does listen to us. We don't always get the answer that we want or think we need, but he, he has an answer for us, and it's good for us.
2: You know what I hear in that prayer, Andy, is hope, right? I mean... I don't know what I'm doing here, God. (laughs) Which is clearly where I'm at most of the time. I don't know what I'm doing, but I think you got it together. So make it happen, you know, (laughs) however that works. So Wayne, you've hung on silent. Well, one one point about that, that's true (laughs) real real quick,
3: is that I think think there was this thought that God was just going to step down and do it all for me. And obviously, as you learn through, it's a partnership. God will do his part, but you're expected to do your part, and I found that... (laughs) I finally found out what my part
2: was so, <laughs> so Wayne how about you buddy? I used to
4: For me the the I am sorry I was waiting on someone to swing me the mic over. Uh, <laughs> but now for for me it was um it was the obvious of uh, of love. Um you know if you want God to hear you love those around you, you know, act in love, do do the, the things that he's told us to do, in scripture, you know. He, he desires Mercy, not sacrifice. Um, uh, he, Father took me to the scripture where um, you know, whenever, whenever Jesus comes with his angels and judges the nations, and he and he sits those to his right and to his left, and he says, "Well done, good and faithful servants." Uh, those that he says that to, um, you know, he he's, it's not because of they were, they didn't sin anymore, they didn't do, they didn't, they never messed up again. No, he he told them, "Well done, good and faithful," because of the way they loved others. You know, they, they they fed those who didn't have food. They they gave drink to those who didn't have drink. But they they took in strangers. They they visited the sick. Um, they visited those in prison. Um, you know, we touch God's heart when we act and when we become like His Son. That that's the, that's the whole gist of this journey. Um, I believe is that we look more like Jesus. And and if you live the life of Jesus, that's what he did. He he loved the unlovable.
2: So to put flesh on that, actually, Wayne, why don't you, you know, share with us where you've been for the last few days?
4: Um, yeah, it's interesting timing for sure. Um, I've I've got a real real good friend. I I refer to him more like uh, my dad, uh, my other dad, one of my other dads, and um, I've been at the hospital. uh, for the last four days. Um, I got a call that, and he had been in the hospital, um, for about a week and a half already, uh, for COVID and, um, no one else was visiting him. Um, yeah, there was uh, some things going on there again with COVID. Everyone's, uh, afraid and there's a lot of fear with that. And I understand that I'm not, 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 not taking that down or anything, but I, I really didn't want this man experiencing this on his own. and, And, um, I got a call, uh, I got a call, uh, four days ago that he was about to pass and, um, I just, uh, I went to father and then I said, you know, look, this man calls me his other son. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to tell him I'm his son. And, 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 they did let me in. Um, and, and so I spent the last four days sitting with him. Um, that day was a really good day. It was an, it was a great day. Um, we had conversations like we always had about the Lord and just life in general. And, and uh, and, he went downhill, and, and this morning I got to be with him um, when he went when he we went home to be with the Lord. Um, you know, it, it was and it was a great honor. It was you know, it, a lot of people can look, look at it and and think that I'm crazy and I'm nuts. You know, uh, you know the, the nurses, they, you know, we had some interesting conversations, and of course pointing it all back to God. Uh, but. I loved them enough to to do that. I loved them enough to put myself in that place where, you know, those things don't matter. And then you see it, you see it with missionaries. You see it with anyone who, who truly dies itself self and, and and goes after. It. And I think that's what we're going to have to learn to do, you know, in the days to come. You know, is to love one another.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful, Wayne. How about you, Jim? <laughs> Since you finally joined us, <laughs> I, I did get a mic.
0: Um. I almost hate to follow Wayne because that was really serious, but sometimes we need a little comedy to relieve the tension. But And that is a wonderful story, Wayne, and I appreciate hearing it. The first well, the first couple of things that came to mind were ones I've used fairly recently. So I said, no, nah, I need something else. And uh, it reminded me of the summer before I got married. I was going down to visit Carolyn. I don't remember why I was driving along the coast, but I was going from Georgetown to Charleston, and this was in 1973, so there there isn't much there now except Francis Marion State Park, I think. But I was driving along, and I looked at my gas gauge, and it was on empty, and I was 20 or 30 miles past Georgetown, there was no way to get back. I was further than that from Charleston. And I just threw up a little prayer. I said, God, I'm in a lot of trouble if I don't get a gas station here. And uh, I'm driving and I'm looking, trees are down on either side of the road. There's nowhere to even have built anything in the middle of a swamp. And I'm cruising along and thinking, okay, God, <laughs> uh, and I, I really didn't expect it. And I saw a light in the distance, and I, at first I thought it was an oncoming car. What it was was one bulb hanging from a door of a little redneck bar that had gas pumps. Now I was still in my I, my hair was. Short because I just got out of the Citadel, so I wasn't in trouble. But I was thinking in terms, I can't go in there. But you had to go in to pay for the gas. And I went in and expected to be in trouble. And then I didn't realize I didn't have long hair anymore, so I was okay. But I went in, I got the gas, got to Charleston, uh, and I decided that I was afraid to go back. The way i'd come because i was pretty sure that place really wasn't there i mean it was in the middle of absolute nowhere and uh but god answers prayers one of the things you said earlier that hooked me andy is it's a dialogue and god's always listening to us but he always doesn't always speak to us and that doesn't mean that we're not gonna get an answer and I got my answer very quickly. But quite often, my prayers, and I suspect a lot of people out there, it is a monologue. And it Speaking never, of never that, you've be. got a
2: clip. I, I, do. I the Actually, discussion between.
0: And since I took so much time leading up to it, we'll jump right in. Because this is talking to God, so there's nothing to set up. Movie. It's an interview with God.
6: How old is? Time is different for me than it is for you. I exist outside of time. After all, I created time. Right. Where do you come from? Oh, I think this interview would be more productive if we don't waste time on questions to which you already know the answer. Okay, moving on. Well, oh, I'm not being different. I just think you, of all people, you should know why my answers might be confusing. If the uh, if the nature of God were obvious, well, look at the world around you and you will see that it is not. So we struggle here on Earth to know you, but I assume you know all the questions and all the answers? Hmm, of course. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? But then you know the answer to that question, too, Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, but a divine perspective is not required. You try to see this from my point of view. This is, this is not an easy process. No, I get it. Knowing all the questions and all the answers must make human conversation kind of difficult. Well, no one likes to know at all. Right. Uh, you said, you of all people, a few moments ago. You said, You, of all people, should know why my answers might be a little confused. What do you mean by that? Why me, of all people? Well, you have a degree in religious studies and a degree in journalism from Loyola University, where you graduated the top of your class. You started working at the Herald in their online division right out of college, where you write about matters of faith and theology. So you memorized my online writing. And I also know about your marriage. Excuse me? I know about your marriage. Oh. You had me going for a second. I did, didn't I? Uh, you're waiting for me to ask. Uh, ask what? For proof. Uh, proof that you are who you say you are. Yeah, proof. Well, uh, tell me, uh, when you pray, do you uh, ask for proof uh, that God is listening? No, of course not. And this is your lucky day. How's so? Uh, I'm here answering your question.
0: <laughs> and he is always there, and... One of the things that appeals to me about this clip is that it is God has a divine sense of humor there, and that's frequently how he talks to me. That may not be everybody, but he is always listening, and he's not going to answer the questions we already know the answer to, but often that's what we ask. That's in there. I mean, Andy did a great job cutting this clip, But it's sort of strung together so fast that you have to listen fast. I know that's no problem from you Yankees, but uh, I'd I'd struggled with that a little bit. But it's it's a great representation of the dialogue that we should be having with God, because he's going to answer most of our questions with questions, or at least that's my experience.
2: Well, there you go. So... You know there's the question that goes back to you the, the listener right like when you think about your own prayers your own testimonies right and, and 119 psalms beautiful at looking at how important your testimonies are how, how where you or an eyewitness to where something that god actually did and you can hear how many times king david said he kept these testimonies or he thought about these testimonies and you might remember Um, If you've read the book, Pilgrim's Progress, how close those testimonies were to his heart, where he knew that these were times that God did come, and God did answer, and what that means as far as continuing to grow in our faith. So we got a whole lot more of this conversation coming up in the After Hours, which is a podcast. If you go to Masculine Journey's podcast page, you can get all that, and that'll be coming up right after the show. But in the meantime, right? We would love to make all kinds of testimonies happen at the next boot camp, which is coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to Masked and Journey Radio. And we didn't punch on Sam just one time, but I will say, gee, we miss him, you know? Wish he would have been here. So <laughs> We'll catch you next week. This is the Truth Network.